A man so professional, he wears a suit to a radio interview. He's 10 TV's Dave Holmes. Yes, he is. And we want to thank all the wonderful Buckeye Show podcast listeners for this edition tonight. We are just chilling here at the studio, waiting for a big basketball game. Dave, I feel like we've been talking about a whole lot of things back there in the cubicles today. A lot going on. So what's the deal on the podcast? Or is there like a lot of cursing now? What are the rules here? You can say whatever. Yeah, you can. Really? I just have to throw the little E word on it. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I generally don't say I just want to curse just to curse. But if it happens yeah, naturally this, this in this like discussion. HBO. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think 10 TV would see it that way. You don't have to tell them. You think they listen I to the pod? I won't broadcast that you said shit on the podcast. <laughs> oh, there we go. And, and, and we're <laughs> off and running. Yeah, I would say if we drew a Venn diagram. Now, do I have to put an E on it for one? Yeah. yeah Is it like no. PG-13? No, I think PG gets away with that, right? Some one, little... You get one F-bomb in a PG-13, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one's on the house. You I get think the first emphatic, one's on the house. You get an emphatic F-bomb. Yeah. No, I think the Venn diagram of... 10 TV management and people who listen to your pod probably doesn't intersect too hard. So I think we're okay. It's cool too, because you know, all of our podcasts now are an extension of the show mm-hmm. because with the way that listening is going these days, right? we like to pay good attention to the podcast feed and a lot of the shows, you know, man and bone have famously done this. They'll put in podcast extras mm-hmm. and really, you know, here on the Buckeye show, we get a chance to do that because unlike the other shows, we run into a lot of the evening programming. Mm-hmm. So we got Blue Jackets hockey and we got Buckeye men's basketball. So, and we had a strange tip time for this Duke game, by the way, at a, you know, quarter past the hour. Why, yeah. why would, what why would a basketball game go what a are, quarter past the hour? What are we doing? Is this baseball? What are we doing? We got a 7-10 start tonight at Kauffman Stadium. What was, why? Se- was seven tied up? Yeah. Was 7-32 <laughs> right. busy? Right. What are we doing? 7-11, right? Yeah. You mentioned there was a baseball team that did I like know. the to think sponsorship deal with 7-11, yeah, right? Yeah, w- one of them did. Yeah, one of the baseball teams did a 7-11 first pitch sponsorship. Oh, it's, it's stupid. But, hey, Buckeyes against Duke, one year to the day from last year, which is pretty crazy, November 30th of last year, too. Yeah, we uh, joked about this on warm-up, how you're not ever going to sign up for the deal. Mm-hmm. But if Ohio State basketball is going to come away with a big win over Duke days after a loss to Michigan in football, may as well take it, right? It's the world we're living in now. I'm not signing up for that. Like, hey, guess what, guys? You get to beat Duke in basketball, but you have to lose the Michigan game. No, I think there's zero people would take that deal, no. but let's go and win that game. No, you wouldn't take it on Saturday morning, but, you know, you'll take it now because it's all you got left. So yeah. now, yeah, of course, try to beat Duke again. It's it's really crazy. I don't know if you've you've studied the Duke roster Yet this year, the Coach K is gone. That, of course, was one of the biggest stories in sports. It's an AAU yeah. team. It is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it is. Se- they, when I say seven freshmen, yeah. I don't mean like some of them are red shirts and like no. a Kalen Etzler. I mean, they went out in this 2022 yeah. class. Like seven kids went got to prom seven six commits. months ago. Yeah, they went yeah. to prom six months ago. Seven commits, and only one of them was like somewhat of a flyer guy, ranked like 130th yeah. in the country. Right. Three of them, you know, starting with Dariq Whitehead were, you know, ranked two, three, four, mm-hmm. like a typical Duke class would be. Yes, it was emphatically the number one class in America, and I think they'll start four freshmen. But you know what? It's We've seen this happen with teams that are just staunchly built with true freshmen. Yeah. You can beat them. They might oh, be way sure. more talented than you, but it's not like this Buckeye basketball team, A, doesn't have some talented freshmen, 
and B, can't go in and, and compete with some of the best teams in the country. They can win the game. I talked to Chris Holton about this once, and, and he said to me, look, I'm not going to pretend like we don't want all the McDonald's All-Americans. Of course we want the top 20 kids in the country. But he said there is a definite strategy to recruiting and trying to find kids who are good two- and three-year players with high ceilings like an EJ Liddell. He said that's the perfect example of the kind of guy you want. He can be a lottery pick if things go well, but you know you probably have him for a couple years. You know, there's a strategy there. I mean, Coach Cal was running hot for a while on the one-and-dones, and that method has fizzled out pretty strong in the last five to ten years. It's still, look, talent's still talent. You'd rather have it than not. But to your point, just having the best teenagers doesn't always win you the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's about finding that sweet spot mm-hmm. with it. If if thing if the stars suddenly aligned in Ohio State basketball's trajectory or their, their MO changed, mm-hmm. And like you said, you had guys lining up and you right. could walk into any living room in the country. We'll take you, you and, and you. You'd, th- <laughs> yeah. you'd be in their top three right, right away. It's like, oh, God, I mean, mom, it's right. Ohio State basketball. You right. know, you should have told me Chris Holtman was calling or yes. he wanted to come on Wednesday. You know, I would have made time for him. The Buckeyes aren't necessarily that high up there. They mm-hmm. can get some pretty big time recruits. They might have to work a little harder for it. But I mean, you're getting Mr. Basketballs in Florida yeah. and Georgia in the same year. It's pretty darn good. I mean, and you hope you get two-year fifth, players. Right? You, yeah. you, you basically want two-year players if you're Ohio State. You want guys who are good enough yeah. to get to the league quickly, but you hopefully get them for a two-year run so you can actually get a little consistency because come March, I mean, it, you know, you want a little consistency. You saw it almost on the international stage, too, when Ohio State, or I'm sorry, when USA struggled a little bit for a minute in the international game with these guys who played together 12 months a year in other countries were better equipped than just an all-star team of Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Carmelo. You know, there's something to that theory. Now, of course, always take talent first, but I do think there's something to the fact that one and done's isn't all it's cracked up to be all the time. Yeah, and I think we're actually hitting a little bit close to that sweet spot because of how high Ohio State basketball's recruiting classes have been ranked. Mentioned Mm -hmm. in 22 I, I I was just looking at it. It was it was either top five, maybe it was top seven. It was yeah. it was way up there. And then this one that they've got coming in in 2023 is holding at top five as well. Yeah. And then they've got some guys that are getting into their older years in college basketball. So you mix that together, the transfers, some old guys that you've groomed, and some talented freshmen. That's when you want to pounce. So we will see. You know what's funny? Right before we move on, if the Buckeyes had Malachi Branham and EJ Liddell, oh my God, they'd be a national championship team. Now they'd be a contender. They'd be in the top they'd five. Be a, a championship now, contender. Of course, every team in America is going to put their hands up and say, "Yeah, we have one or two of those too." Of course, other teams are going through the same thing. Of course, but yeah, it's crazy. If you just get Malachi back, you might be a Big Ten preseason favorite. If you get both of them back, you're right there in the hunt. So I think Ohio State can be really good this year, but. Man, they would have been so much better if they had those two guys. And let's be honest, we're banking a lot on Indiana for a team that hasn't done it in true. a while. Hasn't done it in a while. Has not done it in a while. They're yep. not even. They haven't even been making tournaments. No. Yeah. And then we're just going to put them. Around, oh yeah, you're going to win the Big Ten yeah, title. You're, yeah, you're going to be a top I'm, top two seed. I get it. They got yeah. the a great roster. A great roster. But it's you got to go and do it. And you also have Woodson, who's only in his second year yep. there. I agree. So we'll see. But let's talk some football, Dave. Yeah, mentioned. A lot of a uh, lot of powwowing out there in the cubicles today with just <laughs> everything that's going on here with Ohio State football and the college football playoff ranking. Look, not surprised. It's pretty much went down exactly the way I thought it would go down. And I hear it. You know, the the SEC favoritism crowd can make a great case that Michigan comes up with that win the way they come up with that win. You can put them at number one, but 
it's their own fault because they didn't play one real opponent. Yeah. If they would have played, you know, even maybe like a Central Florida type of yeah. game, you know, that might have been enough. But they played literally some of the worst teams in all of college football for their non-conference. Yeah. So they're okay being two. You know, yes. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. We're really at a point now, for me, I'm not one of these guys that's convinced that if TCU loses to K-State that they're out right away. I think we can all agree that if USC loses, yes. that's a second loss, second loss to the same team. They, you know, they played Notre Dame in their non-conference as well last game of the year and they beat them. What they win that game by? Probably you know, a couple, couple scores. scores. There was a couple scores. Yeah. I don't like the Ohio State win. Yeah, it was. Notre yeah, Dame I don't, I don't believe it was a single digit. Except for Ohio State and Notre Dame was lower scoring. There's yeah. higher scoring there at the end. But Dave, I think that's where I am. Uh, you know, USC loses the Buckeyes circle the wagons and get back in. If USC wins and TCU loses, I'm not positive that Ohio State jumps TCU in that equation. Yeah. So I'm going to say if USC loses, it's 90-10. 90%, 10% Ohio State gets in. That's how they confident want them in I am. there. But they, they want also don't mind USC being in there. I agree. If TCU loses, it is a legitimate coin toss in my head. Okay, so TCU, it's interesting because they beat five ranked teams this year. Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Texas. The problem is a lot of those teams over time became six and six teams. Right. So they played a lot of teams when they were air quotes hot. But in the end, they proved to be average teams. But their overall strength of schedule, because the Big 12 is not top-heavy, but it is fairly deep, the overall strength of schedule compares fine with Ohio State. So I could see the committee saying, well, they have 12 wins. They made it to a conference championship game. That's enough. But I can also see the committee saying, let's be honest with ourselves, folks. You put the Horn Frogs and the Buckeyes on a neutral field. Ohio State is a 7-10 to point favorite guaranteed and we don't want to say it out loud but we're all thinking it it's box office baby people watch the Buckeyes so there's that element too so I think Ohio State is a coin toss against TCU I think they are strongly favored over USC yeah the the TCU strength of schedule thing that you hit on and as far as those work their way out that's a computer ranking Mm -hmm. based system which spits out the strength of schedule right right and I, I've heard a pretty big crowd out there, you know, the anti-expansion crowd say, hey, you know, go back to a computer-based ranking yeah. that would then give you whatever, even if you yeah. wanted to keep it at four or go to the eight, whatever right. it is, just have, don't have a committee decide right. it. We hated the have computer. Have some more teams, <laughs> until but just have a, com- have a computer yeah. do it. So if the computer is saying that TCU strength of schedule is up there and you just want to then go back and say, yeah, you know what though? I think I we know just better. like Ohio state better as a team. Yeah. They probably are a better team on a neutral site. hundred percent, but I've always hundred percent. They are. I have always felt I like having a committee. I like having the debate factor because mm-hmm. I think you can choose to look at more than one thing. Yeah. You can put this weight into some of the computer-based ratings points, the strength of schedules, all that game control, offense, defensive efficiency, things like that. Like we talk about Ken Palm and basketball. Yeah. But you also get to use a little bit of the eye test. If it were me in there, I'd always have to have some segment of deserve. You know, who deserves, who has won more games, who has gotten to a conference championship, 
who deserves to be there, not just looking at TV ratings. We can't simply sit here and agree that we should build our championship based on who would get better ratings. No. That's a byproduct, okay? Yeah. Like, sure. TV. Do you think, do you it, think it matters, though? I I think it's a pretty decent tiebreaker. You think that. I, I'm not saying it should be, but I'm saying. You think I, there are people. I think there are people in that room who would like the fact that Ohio State would bring way more attention than TCU. But if I'm on that committee. Ohio not, State, Georgia is sex. I'm not Ohio being, State, Georgia in the Mercedes Benz in Atlanta is straight sex. But I'm not being sex. paid off of that. No, I'm I know. I'm not being paid off that. I know. The TV guys are going to go crazy over I that. The it. execs. But if I'm on the committee, it's doing nothing for me. But, to slide them that game. Like, I know. And I understand where you're coming from, but I got a job to do. I got to try to figure out how to put the deserving and the best teams TC- together into the championship field. A TCU team coming off a loss to Kansas State going to play a road game against Georgia. What chance do they have? Max Duggan. Next to none. Max Duggan. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so so if we let me, let me make the bull case for Ohio State. Their best win at Penn State by double digits Better than anything by far, TCU could throw at them. Well, let me let me ask you this though: Why would you th- you say that about TCU? Yeah. So they're not allowed to have that that other shot, but Ohio State is. That's just the world we live in. I'm sorry, Tim. Do you host the Horn Frog Show every <laughs> night? What what is going on here? I'm about to stop. Dro- We're gonna have to put the E on it. I'm about to stop. Start dropping some curse words on I'm you. I'm sorry, man. I'm not. I'm not your typical Dom to Barry. Well, right? Well, when it comes to this stuff. Dom has Ohio State try- number I'm one. I'm just trying to have a logical yes. thought here. You Dom know? has Ohio State one, Georgia two. He has Michigan no, ten. No, I just know there's a lot of Sam blocks out there sure. that just agree. No, Ohio you State and I can lose two games in a row, and it doesn't matter because no. they're still the best team. That's why I'm saying it's, it's I don't the best my... versus what you deserve to be in at the point okay. at this point in time. I don't look, you know, I'm also not that guy. I don't put my Brutus helmet on. I'm saying here is my bull case for the Buckeyes. Your win at Penn State's better than anything TCU has, and it's not even close. Your loss would be to Michigan, which is a better loss than Kansas State should they go on to lose. Then you have Ohio State was the only team in all of Division One football to win its first 11 games by double digits. They were very impressive. Okay, listen to TCU. Ready for this? These are teams they beat by 10 points or less. SMU, Kansas, three points over Oklahoma State, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor. Basically, their entire schedule, they were winning by 10 points or less. Ohio State's entire schedule, they were winning by 10 points or more. So there's a case to be made for Ohio State, not to mention the fact they'd clearly be favored on a neutral field because they're more talented. But I'm with you. You still have to prove it. And if TCU wins the game, obviously you've proven it. You can't keep an undefeated team out. If they lose it, I think it's a coin toss. I yeah. do. I I don't know what the committee will do. It it is going to be close. It it will be. And TCU has been down this road before. The Big Twelve has seen Ohio State grab their spots. Absolutely, they're not a yeah. fan of this. And thing. no, absolutely, the Big Twelve gets. I mean, we think the SEC you gets all the win. Love. Yeah, yeah, you better, you better win. You better win, so you don't give them this opportunity. Yeah, you know they did this whole thing. They screwed back you in the, once, the and first they'll one. screw you again. You, for all you know, you just don't know. That's what it was. The first one, right? It was. I believe it was that first one. Yeah, yeah. And Ohio State, of course, did the the famous fifty nine nothing win, right. and and you know what? It was the pushed right, their way in, and it was the right call in the end. Yeah, that one it was. Right. Yep, that was an early season loss for the Buckeyes. It was, and. It's just so great to have the early season loss, right? People well, are going to say what they want to say about so know, it should I, matter completely, but having that loss at the last game of the season, that does something in the back of people's minds. I it does. It was Stuart Mandel, one of the national guys, tweeted you know, how unfair it is that Ohio State could move up by playing against air 
while we penalize TCU. And I retweeted and it said, this, this is what happens every single week in the regular season when a team has a bye week. It happens every week. Every week, someone moves up without playing football games because that's not the way to look at it. The look at it is every time you take the field is your chance to prove something. And if TCU proves that they beat Kansas State a second time and they win the Big 12, then they're in. But if they lose, then you say, okay, well, I guess there's a reason why you guys snuck by seven teams this year. You were exposed. Yeah. And and the other thing about this conference title game, let's say TCU was number five and Ohio State was number four. Oh, do you think TCU doesn't like their title game then? Because then that's their chance to leapfrog the Buckeyes and prove they're in. So some years it will benefit you, i.e. 59-0 against Wisconsin. That benefited the Buckeyes to be in it. Some years it's a detriment, but that's the system you have. The conference title game could help you. It could hurt you. And if USC was number five right now, you think they'd love to have a Pac-12 title game? Of course. This is their chance to hurt the Buckeyes while they're sitting home. Just this way, it's working out in Ohio State's favor. I feel like when you have this great opportunity to do something bad in the end of the season, but you got to rely on somebody else. And we could go back to, it was, it was the LSU year. And I believe that was the year that KU and Mizzou football yeah. were both right up there at the top. Mm-hmm which is, I mean, you talk about crazy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Kansas right. football just just made their way back to a six-win season. Yeah. And uh, they started off as one of the darlings at 5-0. Yeah. and oh, And yeah. they go, oh, my God, are they going to do this again? No, no. they're not. They're, they're going to, no. you know, crawl their way to bowl yeah. eligibility, they're and that's going to go be Kansas. it. Yeah. But th- barring from that year where chaos happened, yeah. usually you can't rely on other people. No. You know, it's almost like in life, right? You want to get something done. You got to do it yourself. You rely on somebody else. It's not going to happen. So wishing and the the ratings for these football games are going to be crazy high. You know, especially, you know, what whatever happens with Utah USC, if USC gets the job done, then everybody's going to focus in on that noon game Saturday with K-State and, and TCU hoping and praying that TCU loses. I just feel like the... The two and a half point favorites, which it doesn't mean it's much of an upset, no. right? And USC is only like a one both... point. USC is a one point favorite, right? One and a half or something like that. I thought it was two and a half. Oh, two and a half. I thought, and when I looked today, they were both two and They're a half both point two favorites. And, a half. Okay. and yeah. honestly, I think I'd play both those favorites just on the motivation factor. They're better teams, and they have everything to play. Of for. course, you're playing for the the freaking college yeah. football playoff. If, if it were yeah. Jan- if it were January first right now, I'd be walking to that cubicle right now and placing placing yeah. what, what's the term a nickel? Is that a five hundred dollar bet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't actually do that, but I'm going to sound like a tough guy here on the pod but, and pretend like I'd actually throw 500. I'd know, lay a nickel. Uh, unfortunately, we just saw Ohio State with everything to lose, and <laughs> I would have lost that nickel. point favorite. And how? I mean, they're at home. They lost, lost last nickel. year. How the heck could they lose this? They're playing for the yeah. Big Ten championship, then the college football playoff, then the national championship, and they came out and they just stunk it up in the second half and crumbled. So I don't know. I just feel like with the mood and with the tone and all the talking about Ryan day and all the talking about the the coaching situation mm-hmm. and you know, people having their thoughts about Luke fickle. And then he's gone. I, it just feels bad to me. Like you're waiting for help and you're trying to have hope. And I don't know, man, I feel like, like red in the Shawshank redemption. Hope like, is a dangerous thing. Hope will kill a man. It will. And it's going to kill us all trying to hope for okay. these other football games to go our way. Let's go. Ultimate best case scenario. TCU and USC both lose. What percent odds that the Buckeyes are in? Are you at ninety nine percent at that point? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think at that point, one you're you're playing the parlay again. One of the two has to hit. I think if they both lose, the Buckeyes are almost certainly in. I think if USC is, loses, 
probably 80, 80, 90% likely they're in. And, and look too. And it depends how bad they, I mean, if TCU loses 42 to three, you better believe they're not making the playoff. Absolutely. So it matters Absolutely. a little bit. If they I, lose by three, I think they're in I, think, I think I needed to state that TCU. Yeah. If they get throttled, they're out. TCU beat Kansas State by 10. Yeah. With everything that you just said, it's it's more of a, I don't even know. I'd have to go back and look at it with the with the Ohio State 2002 resume. Mm-hmm. Probably is a little similar because. You're sneaking by. That Ohio State team had a tremendous defense, right? Yep, but did. it's not like, even though you had the story with Maurice Claret, yeah. Craig Krenzel was just a good, you know, kind of playmaking right. quarterback that could make the big pressure play. Yeah. They just won all their games. Yeah. And it was by the skin of their teeth. It was perfect trestle ball. Purdue, Purdue was a bad team. Yeah. Purdue was a bad, bad team. team. And they just got they by. They buckeyed their way out of that one. So in that regard, I can see like like we were debating. When you're in the room and it's guys having the debates, there's going to be some plenty of people on the Ohio State side. Yeah. You know? And then with people with Big 12 backgrounds, might be the ones sticking up for TCU and that oh, they deserve sure. a shot. But if they lose this one by a lot, and they only have one more win overall mm-hmm. and not a conference championship yeah. when it's the Buckeyes right there. You can you can take the TV ratings and try to put that to the side and just say, okay, let's do like a blind taste test of the teams. Well, and we'll tell you some facts about the teams and we'll see if it's Ohio State or TCU and do like the little reveal, you know, like, oh, yard, passing yardage per game or whatever, rushing yardage per game, third down percentage, all those things. And I, I'm, I'm actually making up these stats all right now. I don't, TCU, I, I don't think could be better than Ohio State in a lot of those. And even with Ohio State's defense as bad as that was in the five explosive plays against Michigan. And by the way, that matters. Like, let's, not, let's not try to brush it off. I've seen some people making the argument about five mulligans. Yeah, I, I've seen some people yeah. trying to make the argument about if they c- catch Michigan yeah. again, that they wouldn't be a little nervous. Like, yeah. hey, it's not like it was just it was just five. Yeah home runs. I'm like, listen to how you sound. Yes. It was just five. five. You didn't just say it was just two plays. Yeah. You're talking all the other plays. They were shutting them down Two eighty yarders. That was it. Yeah. Five of them. That's you're, an embarrassment. Their four biggest plays of the year all came against you in the same game. So yeah, you can't make that. Exactly. No. If you get, if you take a breakfast ball and you shoot 78, I'm still impressed. But if you come back and say, Hey, I shot 79. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you take a mulligans? Yeah. Five. I hit five balls in the water. I well, had five death balls. Yeah. yeah I hit five. Then, so then I was well, hitting one well, off the tee shoot, after that. You yeah. shot 94. Then you didn't shoot 78. <laughs> if you just throw out your five OBs. the oh, last point oh, I'll make about man. the conference title game for the TCU and the UC USC folks out there. Well, well, we should get penalized for making the conference title game. Ohio state's in the big 10 East arguably the best conference division in the country, they would have made the championship game in both your conferences if it's just the top two teams. So the Big Ten has a stupid system where you have to win your little subdivision or else the Buckeyes would have been in. They'd be playing Michigan again in Lucas Oil Stadium. Now, some people would hate that system, and I understand it, but all I'm saying is Ohio State, if Michigan was in the Big Ten West, Ohio State would be in the Big Ten title game. We so know, part of it's just the way it's aligned. It's it's the divisions. It yeah. is, and you know it's it's crazy how we're thinking about the the fact that you could see them again after that loss mm-hmm. in a college football playoff. But if it was just a different setup, you'd be seeing them this week. Yes, it's just, right, and you'd have to start preparing your mind for that. And it's going to be going that way anyway. Yeah, and it it could have been that in the past with legends and leaders, and somehow Michigan never wound up being at the and, top of that division. And let me put a bow on it on my end by saying this. I've done a lot of of making the Buckeyes case against TCU and USC. So no doubt this is a pro Buckeye crowd listening to this. That said, if you don't make it, you have no one to blame. But of yourself. course, I think you we got, all agree you got on that. throttled on your home field. 
you got embarrassed in the second half, beat down by the team you spent 365 days allegedly trying to beat, and you failed the final exam. So let me say that emphatically, that I think Ohio State can still get in, and I think they should if these teams lose. But if it doesn't happen, you got pounded by your rivals, and and you have to live with it. I mean, honestly, it's going to come down. If Ohio State gets left out and, say, a TCU loses, Mm -hmm. And that's the only factor we're dealing with. But yeah. they had like a, it was a great game against K-State. Yeah. And it comes down to like simple percentage points and you get left out. You're right. Who's, you have to live with it. Do you want to be that guy that's just going to complain? Right. No. That after the, you didn't lose to Michigan yeah. by a field goal at the end of the game. And we came away and we had the post game chats about that feeling great about our performance. Right. Every single Ohio State fan that had a pulse wanted the head coach fired. Right, yeah. And then you'd be arguing, oh, we should be, oh, in, the we should be in the playoff. Right? Exactly, it's like, exactly. Well, it's funny that we do actually live in that world right now. Yes. We're somewhere in between those two yes. things. But you're right. I think you said it perfectly. If you don't win, if you don't get in. You got. You can't get mad. You can't get mad. It's like, when you, don't, it's like when you don't get in the NCAA tournament. Like, why, why I, get I hate mad? it. Why I get hate, mad? I hate the bubble debate. It's like, if you were one of the top 68, it would have been clear by now. So the fact that it's not good, clear. Good. Yeah. If the fact that it's not clear is on you. Don't ever put it in the in the committee's hands or a computer's hands or anyone's hands if you can handle it yourself. I don't want to talk about this for a ton because then we're going to cut this, but Brian Hartline, yeah. we're going to lose Brian Hartline? Well, yeah, so there's multiple reports out that he is a candidate, if not the candidate, top candidate to replace Luke Fickle in Cincinnati. We don't have any of that confirmed on our end. It just came out in the last hour. That's concerning for Ohio State. Yeah. If, if he were to take that job, that's not good. It's very good for him, but it's that's not good. He has been behind... You know, one of the hottest recruiting runs in a specific position that we have ever seen in the history of this school. You know, some people think that it would be wise to go and get some good, solid head coaching experience. Luke Fickle actually had to go and do that yeah. to become a hot guy mm-hmm. for the Buckeye community to want back here right. as a head coach. So there might be a faction that crushes Brian Hartline for leaving, saying, oh, man, you know, if this doesn't work out with Ryan Day... You might have gotten the job here. Uh, no, he wouldn't have. I know we like to think that. I'm not so sure because you're a position coach. That's but if you go from leap. a position coach, you get the Cincinnati head coaching gig. They're going into the Big 12. Big pay upgrade. You can prove yourself. Then maybe maybe you do that. And I don't know because I, I tend to think, you know, if Ryan Day didn't beat Michigan, if you don't get to play Michigan this year again yeah. and you don't beat Michigan next year, it's trouble. it probably will be trouble either he starts to look for just an nfl gig or gene actually has to make a very uncomfortable decision but that's uh that's an interesting one dave holmes our guy from 10 tv here on our podcast exclusive no f-bombs for this one huh we we kept it clean i'm proud of us we had one s word that's on you (laughs) literally (laughs) (laughs) all right man always fun stuff boy we're in in the middle of a crazy week here We'll see what the weekend brings us. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out here on this little Buckeye Show podcast exclusive, available anywhere you get your podcast sound. If you got a little thing in the uh, the app there to leave a rating and a review, please do so. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.